What's up, everybody? This is David Jagno, senior editor from thecoalition.com, here bringing you another episode of Term Based. We are on episode 25. I'm joined with two fabulous and beautiful men on this episode. First of all is my typical co-host, Gary. Introduce yourself. Yeah, what's up? Pause, by the way. But yeah, what's up? This is Gary Swaby, the show producer. Good to be back on another Term Based. All right, nice to have you. And we have a guest who's been on before, so I want you to say hi. Hey, what's up? This is Jake James Lugo, editor over at thecoalition.com. Chilling with these guys, going to be talking some RPG stuff. I'm pumped. All right, sounds good. And I'm excited. Everyone's excited. It's going to be a good episode. Uh, first, we'll just go ahead and dive into what we've been playing. Uh, for me, it hasn't been a whole lot. I've been playing around with the RPG Maker program a lot. Um, we have a project in the works. We kind of put our previous one on hold that we've teased on the podcast, but we're going to be revealing news on our current project. We actually are making progress, and we expect it to actually be finished this time. So That's there's that. That sounds not, badass. Yeah, I'm not going to give too many more details on, on the podcast, but we'll we'll make it public pretty soon. Um, besides that, I've been playing a lot of uh, Bioshock Infinite, um, well, a lot as far as my schedule has allowed. Uh, the game's good. Uh, I was I was talking to uh, Jake James before the podcast started, and like the first hour of the game had me really, really blown away. First hour and a half or so, I, I was really into the world. And as soon as I met Elizabeth, I fell in love with her. But then the next like two or three hours, I felt like it just it felt like I was going through the motions of every other FPS I've ever played in my life. You know, going like from corridor to corridor, killing rooms of enemies, go to the next room, kill a room of enemies. And I had to force myself to keep playing. I was very bored. But the story kind of took a turn for the more interesting, and it's starting to pick back up again. But, um, I mean, so far, I haven't finished it, obviously, so I'm not going to say whether or not I feel like it's game of the year worthy. But, I mean, as of... As of yet, in the like five-hour mark, I'm not as impressed as I expected to be overall. That's a fair assumption. That's fair good. That's pretty fairly good. Yeah, so I know you're a big fan of the game, Gary. So uh, did I hurt your feelings saying that? No, not at all. I mean, um, you know, Bioshock, I mean, it's not exactly like an IP that I would put out there as like one of the best this generation or anything like that. And, you know, I'm not um, too big on FPS games, like, you know, as far as genre goes. But, um, you know, I I did play that game for the first time this year, you know, without playing the first games before. And I I did enjoy it. Um, You know, I found myself getting hooked into it, you know, the story and everything. And um, it just, it gripped me until I beat the game. So... I thought maybe that would be the case for you as well, you know, since you also haven't beaten the first game. And, uh, I mean, beating Infinite actually made me go back and play the first one, and I enjoyed that one too. Well, see, the thing about it is I have beaten the first game. Oh, you have? I played it late. I didn't play it until this year, but I have beaten it. And the first thing to me that I noticed immediately is that the original Bioshock you know, it, it's a relatively old game by today's standards, you know, if you compare it to Infinite. But, I mean, that game holds up incredibly well. And I felt yeah. like that game held me from start to finish like not many games have. And I think it had a lot to do with the atmosphere. 
and just the general gameplay design was a lot different. In Infinite, I, I never feel like I'm in danger at all when I'm playing Infinite. I mean, if you die, Elizabeth brings you back to life right away. And uh, the first one is kind of the same, but they at least had the atmosphere where it was kind of dark and almost like a survival horror type um, feeling when you play the game. But Infinite, I mean, it's... I just jump around, hit people with my little saw thing, you know, pull out my machine gun, throw fireballs. I never feel like I'm in danger, and the gameplay suffers, for, in my opinion, because of that. I'm, I agree with you a little bit on that, because, I mean, I liked Bioshock Infinite, but one of the cool things about it, and why I'm glad I played it, because it made me want to go out and go play Bioshock 1 and 2. That's one thing I will say about that. And I, I totally agree with you with, like, there's... Because I already started up Bioshock 1, and I kind of got really deep into it. And I will say there is a very big, you know, difference in the atmosphere between Columbia and Rapture. I like yeah. Rapture's atmosphere so much better. And I do feel like I'm a little bit much more in danger in Rapture when I'm playing through that than I did in, uh, was it in Columbia. And I don't know if it necessarily has to do with that. Pretty much you can't really die, but you feel so much like a badass in Infinite, yeah, that, yeah. Like, that like the enemies, unless you're pay- playing on maybe 1999 mode, which I heard is not too, too bad. I mean, it's not as bad as like one would think, but it just feels like you, you, you feel like a Terminator, pretty much in, uh, in Infinite. Yeah, you really do. I mean, it's like, it's like as it's long as literally. you save your salts for the right moment, like, those yeah. giant enemies, they are not even any trouble. Or all. even your med packs. Like, you could manage your med packs right and not even have to use the salts on some enemies. Like, it's good using, like, the different salt powers. But when I love using the crows. I think that's, to me, that's the best power in the game. In my opinion, that's the one I use the most. But you, you don't, and technically, you don't even really need to. And again, unless you go up to those harder difficulties. And even then, it's so-so. Yeah, I mean, I do agree that, you know, it is um, very easy to be it and stuff. But um, it was really the story that grabbed me in that game and kept me playing. Yeah, I think I'm, um, no, I'm finally at the part. Wise. Yeah, I think I'm finally at the part, like you said, where the story kind of picks up a little bit. Uh, sp- yeah. A little spoiler here, if you haven't played it, which you probably should have by now. I'm like one of the last people I know that to play this game. You're that guy. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm usually that guy. Um, I mean, I'm at the part where you go into the, uh, I think it's called like the Finkerton area, where the yeah. uh, you need to go find the gun manufacturer and rescue him, and you find him dead. But then Elizabeth opens the tear to the other dimension where Columbia is. It's a different Columbia where he wasn't there. And that's pretty much exactly where I stopped at. And so it, it's getting more interesting now because I'm starting to notice like alternate universes. There's like a multiverse aspect to it. And it's getting kind of cool. And so I think it's going to – next time I sit down to play it, I'm going to make sure I have a big gap of time because I know I'm probably going to get sucked in finally because, um, I mean, like I said, you know, the – middle couple hours have not really impressed me. Yeah, it's going to get good. Right where you're at is where it's going to get pretty damn good. Alright, I'm looking forward to it. It's not, not really an RPG, so that was a little bit of a diversion, but uh, besides that, I haven't really been playing a whole lot. Those those two things that's really taken up my time. I, I have been playing Valhalla Nights 3 on Vita, though, and I will finally have my review up for that. Um, it's It's... And it's an okay game. I don't really have much to say about it on the podcast. It's not worth talking about. So, that's it. Who next? <laughs> Should I go? Yeah, go ahead, okay. Gary. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I finally got around to buying um, Kingdom Hearts, um, the 1.5 HD remix. And uh, I haven't got too far on that yet, because, you know, I've been playing some other stuff as well alongside of it. But, um, 
so far I'm I'm liking it. I'm impressed with the graphics as well because you know I expected it to look like really um, jaggy and stuff, but um, the the graphics carry over pretty well. Like you know, is they they did a good job on that. I don't know if it if it's got jaggies on the regular version or anything because I never played that, but. It, it um, looks. You can notice it looks, the differences. It looks like a new game. Yeah, you can notice the differences between the two because I've seen them like that, you know, side mm. by side. And like, if anything, the, there's more. It's much more blacker in the original game, and like, there's a little bit much more sharper edges. And because they had to redo the, uh, was it the masters for the HD version? Because the original models they had from the first game, they lost them. Like, the, I don't know what happened specifically or whatnot, but they rebuilt oh, them right. from scratch, and that's why they look a little bit a lot more nicer than what they were originally. Oh, okay. Yeah, so far it's a, it's a really intriguing game. Um, I'm I'm just trying to wait for a time where I can just um, focus on that game in particular, because right now you know I'm kind of playing a lot of different things. So you know I want to give it my full attention because I never really played the game before, and I know people praise it as like a classic. So I've got to play it. I've got to beat it at some point. Um, I also got a Nintendo 3DS this last week. And um, I got Pokemon, nice. which is pretty much the only game I bought the device for. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Um, I, I finally got my first gym badge and everything. And uh, I'm really liking it. I mean, considering Pokemon Red was like the last Pokemon game that I owned. You know, I've, I've seen a couple of the other ones being played by other people and stuff. But, um you know, considering the last one I owned, this is a huge step up. You know, it's... It's like it's completely different, um, and it's a lot better. You know, the art style is is amazing. Um, I like that you can get like rollerblades, and you know, you can customize your character and everything. And um, I mean, the new Pokemon. Um, I haven't really followed the series too much, so you know, all of the new Pokemon and stuff, I'm not really familiar with. And uh, so that there's there's a bit of a learning curve there because you know I have to kind of figure out what Pokemon does, what attacks, and all that stuff. So you know I'm having to do a lot of research because you know I'm not um, that invested in the series anymore. But aside from that, it's a really good game, and I definitely recommend it. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, hearing you recommend it is uh, definitely makes me want it because I'm in the same position as you. The last and only Pokemon game I ever really played was Yellow. And yeah. I haven't watched the anime since, like, season one or two, and I saw maybe one movie. And besides that, I've been pretty much cut off entirely from the Pokemon world. So I'm, yeah. I was a little hesitant, but hearing you, you know, talk about it makes me definitely want to get it pretty soon. You're pretty much good with that one game for a while because the game is massive. Like, there's so much to do in Pokemon. Yeah, that's another reason why I'm waiting because I know I won't be able to dedicate much time to it yet. So I'd rather wait until I know I can play it, and by then it'll probably be a little bit cheaper anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe. Hopefully. You yeah, know, it's a holidays, Nintendo game, so exactly. <laughs> usually holidays yeah. are coming up, so... Which, yeah, because it, it is the game that you want to dedicate a lot of time to, because I'm struggling at the moment, because, you know, I'm playing so many different things, and, you know, I'm doing so many different things as well, so it is kind of tough, you know, like, to get really stuck into it, but, you know, when I do get some time to play it, I enjoy it, um, I just wish I had more time to dedicate to it, so I could, you know, do the proper research and, like, really get into it, because there's a lot to the game, you know, there's, like, all these different items, and 
there's all these different moves and um you know you got um you got these legendary pokemon and everything so like i really want to know what everything does and uh why what kind of strategy i should be you know using and stuff to to make sure i get the best out of everything so yeah and then that's yeah, not even you, getting you definitely need to oh yeah yeah you can trade online and you know battle people online that that adds a whole new element to it i haven't had a battle yet but i did trade some pokemon with a friend of mine Shouts to Kieran. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, me, I've been playing a bunch of different stuff. I mean, obviously Pokemon, you know, even after I did the review for the site, I'm still playing it because, again, the game's massive. And there's a really big following for Pokemon down here where I live. So every time I go to an event, there's always people. There's like a ton of freaking people that are playing this game. Like they have Poke parties. Do you understand this? They have Pokemon themed parties just to sit yeah. down and just play the 3DS games for the most part. But that's one thing. But also, you know, I've been going back and forth between my Vita and my uh, PlayStation 3 because uh, I've been, I just recently bought a 32 gigabyte card for my Vita. So I put on all my PlayStation Network games that I have on there. So I get, you know, kind of mess around with it and, you know, doing a little trophy hunting. But when I pop up on my uh, PlayStation 3, so I'll, I'm still playing The Last of Us. I'm still playing Kingdom Hearts 1.5. And I'm going back to a few other games, you know, to get little trophies here and there, like uh, Devil May Cry HD Collection or the Metal Gear Solid Collection. So I've been, you've been all over the place. Sounds cool. Sounds like you've been playing a lot of classics. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the crazy part is, is that, you know, there's, there's more HD collections coming out down the line. Like there, there's some real good ones, like, you know, like the Tales of Symphonia one that I want to get, the Final Fantasy X HD collection one I want to get. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, lot of classics that are popping up. And the best part is they're all trophy enabled. So if you're like really big into getting stuff for your PSN profile, you know, this is, you know, it's, Really, really good because a lot of those games they they offer just pretty much to give you trophies. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about that later on. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you've you know been bouncing around quite a bit. I usually do the same thing. I'm I'm a self-proclaimed serial gamer. It's like I, gamer ADD almost. It's like you can't unless you're like really immersed in one game. It's like you can't focus on one thing. That's the story of my life. I, you, I, I complain to Swift daily about how I, I never stick to playing a game and never finish anything. Oh, man. One of these days, like, I just have to take, a, like, a weekend where I just do nothing but just get into my backlog. And then I would get, like, so many trophies or just finish so many games out of that. Yep. That sounds like a great weekend to me. I, I need to schedule that into my life. But, yeah, I'm, All right, well, that's what I'm, I guess we'll move into... Oh, what was that? No, I'm saying, yeah, that's what I've been up to lately. All right, so I guess we'll move into news. Uh, there's not really a whole lot going on. I mean, leading up to the console launches, people aren't really really seeing much info about any you know big new things or anything like that. So there's not a whole lot of interesting stuff to talk about, just a quick little things to touch on. Um, first is that they have revealed... Or I guess, I mean, this is as big as a reveal as we've got to go off of. But uh, they kind of talked about how long Lightning Returned is going to be. And, I mean, it sounds fine. I, I don't really know why stuff like this is news. This is going to be kind of a, a topic we can talk about in a future episode more. But, I mean, I think it's kind of silly to prejudge a game's quality based on its length. Um, I mean, you don't know anything about the game. So how can you determine whether or not 50 hours is too long or too short? 
Uh, you know what I think that comes from is that because people want Final Fantasy to kind of get like a resurgence back to its roots. They want that long Final Fantasy game. That's why they're making such a stupid big I mean, deal about it. 50 hours is pretty long. That's pretty long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is. <laughs> that's a while. That's that's a yeah. long while. Yeah, I mean, that's like a solid amount of time, especially given that it's supposed to just primarily be the main stuff. You know, it's not, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of side stuff they didn't do that probably doesn't involve any grinding just for fun. That could be both a good know? and a bad thing, though. I mean, granted, you know, the first the first two Final Fantasy thirteen games weren't the greatest things in the world for some people. Going through 50 hours of that, you know, again, if the same stuff, hopefully not, would kind of suck. Yeah, well, here's the thing, like, they, uh, uh what was you going to say? Well, I was just going to say that this is the third in the mini-series, so... I mean, if you're put off yeah. by the first and second, why would someone play this one? Exactly. Yeah, see, the thing is, as well, is um, they kind of made this game so that um, you would play it multiple times because, um, you know, the whole theme of the end of the world and uh, you kind of, it, it's on, the game is like on a timer, but you can extend the timer and stuff by doing different side quests. But, like, to do everything in the game, they're basically saying, you have to play multiple times. So um, I think 50 hours, uh, you know, obviously that's going to include a lot of side quests and stuff as well, but 50 hours, uh, it might be a bit long to play the game twice or three times or whatever over, you know, because yeah. nobody's going to want to play a 50-hour game like multiple times. So um, a lot of people were expecting for it to be around like 30 hours or so. But um, fifty hours, I mean, that's okay for the, for one playthrough, right? In my opinion. But. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, that's right around the same length that Nino Kuni is. If you kind of do most of the main stuff, and maybe a few side things, it's a little bit longer than thirteen. I think my playthrough of thirteen clocked in around forty. Um, yeah, roughly around the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, uh, that's that's yeah, fifty hours is fine. But I mean, then you have like the people that play MMOs and they just laugh at that number. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then think about this. That's, that's not even counting whatever DLC that uh, that Square Enix might, you know, throw into. Oh, the yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever they could concoct. I know they haven't really been too crazy on DLC as far as like Final Fantasy 13 or 13 2. But, you well, know, 13 2 had quite a bit of stuff. I mean. But, but like they had like, you know, the extra like the Coliseum stuff where you get those extra with yeah. characters. Whatnot. That wasn't like I'm talking about like meaty stuff. You yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. To add hours. Well, they they did have like a a, a story expansion on on thirteen two, so I think they're trying to go towards that route. But I don't know if they'll do it with this game. I don't know because they wouldn't really. I kind of don't want them to, in a sense, because I think. Yeah, I don't want them to I really either. Because I think they're good with just if they want to do those little costume things, like what they did with the last games, you know, for Lightning or for Sarah in thirteen two. Where they had Sarah and the the main character just you know wear different outfits. I'm fine with that, but I mean I I'd rather just focus on just giving me a really good core story, core game, and just let me be happy with that. Yeah, I'm kind of of the yeah. same opinion. Even just in games in general, like I I kind of like the feeling that you know I play a game and I finish it, and that's the story. Like they they actually told a complete story. I, I kind of like that feeling where you know whenever I'm done with the game, I could think, okay, yeah, I'm done. And, and for the record, no more of that nonsense like what happened at the end of thirteen two, where you feel like you got a cliffhanger. Like I haven't played that. that yet, so I don't God know. God forbid. Yeah, I, I liked that. I'm not going to lie, I liked that cliffhanger. I did, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> well, more Final Fantasy. 
talk. I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about Final Fantasy on all 25 episodes. Uh, <laughs> How can you not? At some, at some, you know, yeah, some I mean, it, it defines the genre. I'm looking, pretty part. soon, at some point, we're probably going to be talking about Final Fantasy 15, and I, you know, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, next thing I wanted to talk about was seven. Um, this isn't really too much news. It's more like announcement of there not being an announcement, but. Um, they pretty much just came out and said, you know, seven. You know, you're not going to get an HD remake of that game anytime soon. Um, Square Enix doesn't want money. Not, not just that, but they're also not going to port it onto phone anytime soon because the phone doesn't have enough room, apparently. Which I don't know. Is it a big game, like you know, uh, size wise or you know, file size wise? Yeah, it's, it's a huge game. Um, I can say that because I'm I've actually been playing it like right now because um. On PC. It's been my mission, yeah, on PC. It's been my mission to finally beat that game. So, you know, I'm, I'm finally trying to get through it. I'm on disc two right now. I'm like halfway through disc two. Yeah. So this is like the closest I've ever been to beating it. So I finally want to beat it. Yeah, I but, mean... Uh, it is a long game, and I, I do see how it would be a lot of work for them to remaster this game or remake it. Yeah, or port it to phone, like they're talking about. Like, I'm looking on Steam right now. To download it, you need three gigs of space. You know what which... I really think it is with, with Square Enix? Even though, like, clearly, everybody knows that if they were to go forward with remaking Final Fantasy VII, everybody and their mother would buy it. That's just fact. Everybody would spend money and buy this game. I think oh, that, yeah. I think that, I, honestly, I, <laughs> I think that, honest to God, I think they're scared. Because after that tech demo with the PlayStation 3 that got everybody hyped up, and whatnot. I don't think they're. They feel like they're never going to live up to expectations. Like well, no matter I mean, what they do, you don't have to speculate about that. They've came out and said that they're not going to re-release it until they feel like they've topped it. Yeah, I don't think. I don't even think you know that's what it is. I think that they're being a little bit chicken because honestly, that is money in the bank for them. Clearly, like oh yeah, I don't. I don't think they're being chicken. I think it's just you know they they want to focus on the newer games and you know uh, they've got their own individual mobile section and stuff. And besides, that you know, just the... they're kind of in that position where you know fans aren't too happy with them. Fans so are yeah. pissed at them. if That's they like... re-release seven, it would be kind of a do or die thing. You know, no, they would I'm, either yeah, regain yeah, all could. of their fans or they would permanently alienate most of them. You know something? I don't think so. I think that regardless of how that remake would turn out, even if it was garbage and it looked like Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, but it, for whatever reason, there was something wrong with it. I think that, you know, no matter how that actual remake turns out, whether it was good or bad for whatever reason, I still think fans would still at least be happy that they actually did it. Because it's something that fans have been wanting for so long, and they know this. They, they just know it, but they're just not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it it always kind of um, irks me a little bit when people get at Square Enix over the the seven remake thing because let them do it in their own time, you know. Because it's it's a big game and there's a lot of work involved. Like you gotta think this game released in 1997, you know, on the PlayStation One. So can you imagine the amount of work they have to do to, especially remake it, you know? But even to just remaster it, you know, that's gonna take a lot of work for them, you know, so I mean, let them focus on trying to make a better game than that first, you know, if they want to, if they want to go that route. And, see, another you know, thing for me that, is, that is there. Another thing for me, I was going to say, is they have 
or not they, but like, you know, Sony especially has so many different games that, that don't see the amount of exposure that seven sees, but deserve it. Like, I mean, there are so many different ways you can play Final Fantasy seven already. Why would they bother remaking it? Cause you can, you can buy, play it on PS one. You can get it on PSN on your Vita on PS three. You can get it on steam. You know, you know how I, how I would, uh, was it, uh, argue against that is because all the other like older Final Fantasies, they've done the same thing where they've remade them and put them on all those platforms at the same time. It's the exact same thing, but also more. Moreover, again, it's things something everybody would buy, everybody would jump in on, like that. It would make them a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. I that, mean, that's the that's I like the main reason why. It's just that it makes. No I think they're already they're already still making money off that game. I think, of so, course, you know, they don't have to rush anything out. I think it also is a perception thing. I think it's also more of a perception thing that because, you know, again, either that they're getting a little bit cold feet of actually doing it and getting sort of backlash, but even though I think it still would be a good thing, whether it turned out good or bad like that, but also I think that, you know, they want people just to be hungry for more, just really kind of, you know, really kind of grasp out the idea of something like this being done. And then when it finally happens, yeah. you know, they'll be the talk of the town. Yeah, I agree, because that is basically their final trump card. Like, you know, that's the final card that and, they can play at any that, moment. Imagine that on next-gen. The... Imagine that on a next-gen console like PlayStation 4. Yeah. Instant win. Yeah, that'd be yeah. ridiculous. That would be Another ridiculous. thing I want to point out, though, before we go on to the next topic is, on Steam, Final Fantasy VII has cloud saves. Really? <laughs> Get that's it? pretty cool. Cloud <laughs> 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 All right, sorry. I, I get it. That. Cheesy. <laughs> but yo, before we move on, shouts to JJ because you know I know we're talking about Final Fantasy VII right now, but he's gonna cosplay the main character from Final Fantasy VIII, oh, and I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Little update: my actual the friend that I went to, he's actually building me a custom-made gunblade out of wood. He's actually, you know, he's actually carving out and stuff. So. I'm looking Dang. forward to it. It's going to be cool because I'm cosplaying. Hopefully, you know, if everything comes in before then, I'm going to be cosplaying at an event called Chibi Pa Infinity down here in uh, Florida, which is on the 22nd to the 24th. So that's going to be cool. And I'm hosting a lot of events and panels over there. And I'm going to be in cosplay. So that'll be awesome. Wait, this is in November? This is in November, November 22nd to the 24th. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hosting three panels, one of which is a live, you know, live show in the main events, which is cool. And again, I'm going to be cosplaying there and actually covering the convention while I'm there. Oh, that, that sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Make sure you take loads, of, loads of pictures. I'll get stuff. a ton of pictures just so you guys can see. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Cool. I, I look forward to seeing that. I I don't have the figure or the mental fortitude to cosplay anybody. The mental fortitude. <laughs> yep. It's just, it's weird. I mean, all you have to do is just do it. And once you're in it, you're like, damn, man, why didn't I do this before? Because for years, I said I was going to cosplay. Every time I go to an event, I never cosplayed. And finally, when I did it one time, I was like, you know something? Yeah, this is actually kind of fun. It's like the same thing with like Halloween. Why, why would you not dress up on Halloween? Yeah, I still do as well. I go trick-or-treating with my you know younger family members and stuff. All right. Well, uh, these next two things are just kind of very short uh, news topics. Uh, one is that Path of Exile has released out of beta. It is on Steam now, and it's a free-to-play uh, top-down action RPG. 
Uh, I've only played a little bit of it, but I am going to feature it in my next free-to-play focus. And so far, what what I've noticed is it's, in a lot of ways, what people wanted Diablo 3 to be. It's, um, you know, a much... It, it seems more of a Diablo sequel than Diablo 3 is. And I, I really like it so far. There's a lot of kind of unique things about it that make it really different. For example, there's no gold in the game. Um... You don't purchase anything. It's all loot-based. And I kind of like that. It's, you know, makes the game... It makes you want to play and go, you know, do more quests and stuff more. Wait, so, like, there's no going to merchants or anything? Like, you you just use what you find, basically? Yeah, pretty much. The only currency in the game is um, identify scrolls and... Um, I forgot what the other thing... Oh, town uh, town portals, basically. So whenever you uh, trade in your loot to a merchant, if you don't want it, they give you uh, scraps of paper, and if you get enough scraps, you can turn into a um, identify scroll or a town portal scroll. And so that's really the only currency in the game. Mm. And I, I think it's a good system. Like it works pretty well. The game sounds is very different. balanced. Sounds yeah, very different. yeah. Sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah, and it's it's also nifty because you're. Um, like your utility bar down at the bottom, you have different health and mana potions, and they're each on a cooldown, but every time you kill an enemy, it refills a little bit of the blood in your health potion. So you don't really, you don't have to worry about buying any more health potions either. Just as you kill enemies, you refill it, but you still have to wait for it to cool down on the charge. And all the skills are based on stones that you find and put into different weapon sockets. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things about it that are just really unique that I've never seen in a game before. So it's it's pretty cool, especially since it's free. I need to try that out. Sounds yep, cool. definitely recommend it. Keep an eye out for that video. Um, next is something that you've already mentioned, uh, JJ. Just quickly, they've announced the release date for Tales of uh, Symphonia Chronicles. Yep, and that's coming out in end February. Dude, that collector's edition. Oh my god. That HD remaster looks nice. That looks. I'm going to get that. I am too. I've heard it's one of the best tales, and I haven't played it. It is. So. It is. I'm, I'm really surprised that Nintendo. Well, now I'm not surprised, but back then, before you know, this was announced that it was getting made, I was surprised that they didn't port that to 3DS. Because remember, that was on GameCube originally, and then the sequel was on Wii. They, they, yeah. they, they actually ported uh, Tales of uh, the Abyss instead. I was like, wow, people would have loved Tales of Symphonia much better. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about this. One of my friends, you actually know him, Gary Colton, he will fight you if you say anything bad about this game. Like, it is one of his all-time favorite games. He like he got to a point where this was the only game he played for about a year, probably. And he was, like, he's one of those people that whenever he finds a game he likes, he plays it obsessively and kind of plays it and replays it and uh, gets everything in the game that you can possibly get, he maxed out the HP and level bar for all of his characters. Like, the game would not let him become any more powerful. Yo, this game is trash. (laughs) (laughs) Better hope he doesn't hear this. He'll he'll fly. fly I'm just trying to get him back on the show, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about the game, so I definitely want to play it when it comes out. All right, and uh, before we move into our spotlight discussion, I just wanted each of us to kind of 
name one the one or one RPG if you can that you would recommend people play for Halloween. Uh, for me, I'm going to recommend a very unknown game. Not many people have played it. It's an old one on Super Nintendo, uh, Secret of Evermore. It's the sequel to Secret of Mana, and the game is kind of like an alternate dimension. It's kind of dark. Uh, you have a like a pet dog that follows you around, but you also you know you attack people with like bones and stuff, and it's a, it's kind of kind of a dark humor type game, but I think it's pretty appropriate for Halloween. It's a really good RPG as well. It's an action RPG, good game. So not many people have played it, so I recommend that one. Yeah, I got I got one. Um, Folklore on PlayStation Three. Oh, I've always wanted to play that. Yeah, that, that's a good one because um, you know, it involves you seeking the mem- memories of like dead people and stuff. Nice. So that's very appropriate, I think. If I had to choose one, I would say Persona Three. Persona Three is like you know, it's obviously it's kind of dark when it deals with the whole things with shadows and stuff. And plus, it's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. It's just I think Makes that's be cool. It would be a cool one to play on Halloween, especially when you really get deep into it. You start seeing like all the different monsters and the different personas you could get a hand on. Alright, so for our spotlight discussion this week, um, we're going to talk about, you know, HD updates for, you know, RPG games and stuff, and whether they improve or hurt the RPGs. Uh, so, JJ, you know, I know you you play a lot of these, and, you know, you're kind of the reason I brought the, the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD remix, because, you know, you told me about all the added content and stuff that's on the... So how do you feel about this? Like, do you, do you think it can improve or hurt some RPGs? It, and it, which ones? Here's the thing. I mean, no matter what, it, it does it that for pretty much any game. I mean, an HD remix of an older game could be hurtful or helpful, period. I mean, so it's a little hard to say, you know, definitely one side or the other. Because, I mean, in my experience, I've seen a lot of good HD remakes of, uh, was it, different RPGs, especially when they're going from 2D to 3D. Like that. I mean, that's more of like a, a 3D rendition, but it's also sometimes they're done in HD. But I haven't really run into one that was like outright terrible, like outright, outright, you know, just so awful, like it shouldn't have been in HD. I don't think, you know, there really is a lot of uh, even just, you know, uh, remakes like that in period. Like I know some people point to Devil May Cry being like, you know, one of the wor- worst, not one of the worst, but one of the, uh, was it lesser, lesser good I guess you could say HD, uh, was it remixes or HD re, uh, re-releases of a game? But as far as RPGs are concerned, like straight-up RPGs, I don't think so. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is a really good example of what to do with an HD remake. And again, there's a lot more backstory to that as far as, you know, them having to redo the master files or the original models for, like, stuff like Sora and such because of all the backstory that happened with that. But again, we get other HD remakes. Like, look at Metal Gear Solid. They, the HD collection like that for 2, 3, and uh, Peace Walker. Those were awesome. They look fantastic on the TV. And I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. Tales of Symphonia Chronicles is going to be the same way because Tales of Symphonia was on the GameCube. You know, and it, you know, people loved the way that game looked. It had an art style to it, so I can only imagine how crisp and smooth and sleek it's going to look you know, on, the next, on uh, PlayStation 3 like that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, um, let me ask you something, though, because... Um you know, I, I'm really looking forward to the Final Fantasy X HD remake, of course. You know, we all know that already. But, um, see, here's the thing, though. Like, they've uh, changed little things here and there, like the music. And, you know, I mean, they haven't 
drastically changed it or anything. They've just kind of updated, you know, how it sounds and everything. But um, my thing is, do you think that sometimes they might change something or do you like ever worry that they might change something to the point that it loses its nostalgia value a little bit? Honestly, I, it doesn't worry me. I mean, the only time when the, it worries me is when they say they're going to outright come out and change something. Because usually just HD re-release or HD remake really doesn't necessarily mean changes in the core game, in the content like that. Like, the mm-hmm. difference is, you know, for example, to, just to use Kingdom Hearts as just a, as a, an example right now. Kingdom Hearts 1, okay, the original game, and then Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. The difference is, is that it wasn't necessarily touted out as a was an HD re-release or a, re, a remixing of like the actual overall look. Is that Final Mix was that there was new content that was added into there. And that with Tales of Symphonia Chronicles, I don't think that they're actually adding anything specifically new to it. They're just upping the visuals and whatnot. So again, unless the company, for example, Square Enix comes out and says they're going to change something, I you know it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. You can't really worry about it. Or at least I don't worry about it too much. Yeah, because, you know, my thinking behind it is that um, with Final Fantasy games, like, the music is kind of a big deal because, you know, it kind of makes the atmosphere a little bit. So, um, you know, when I heard that they were planning to, like, remix parts of the soundtrack and everything, you know, that kind of had me slightly worried because, you know, I didn't want it to lose that feeling, you know, of playing it the first couple times and stuff. But, uh, you know, I I don't know, man. I, I think... In some cases, it can be a right to, you know, shift things slightly, especially if you've made a mistake in, you know, the original version of the game, you know, you can go back and fix it, you know, maybe, because I've heard of some cases of that. Or, or even look at this one. Look, but, at, look at the new Wind Waker HD remake. You know, for the most part, I know Nintendo changed some things, but they also added some, like, really good things. Like, they added the fast sailing to the actual game, uh-huh. where you're actually able to sail on the water a lot more faster than normal. But they also, they didn't change a lot of the actual bugs and glitches that people use that were actually helpful and whatnot within that game. Like, they kept them in there. Like, I know some companies, like, they'll go and they'll change up, like, little nuances or whatnot here and there. But, you know, sometimes, again, necessarily having an HD remake doesn't necessarily change in the core gameplay of what's already there. Yeah. But look at Street Fighter 2. I mean... Granted, you know, HD Remix, you know, they actually came out and changed a lot, but they even included the original version of the game with the new visuals. So it could still be Street Fighter 2, just look fresher. Yeah. So how do you feel about, like, difficulty? Like, how would you feel if they, uh, if there was, like, a part that was infamous for being really difficult and, you know, they kind of went back and turned it down a little bit? Like, how would you feel about that? It would depend, honestly. Like, if it was unbearingly difficult for no apparent reason, like stupid difficult, then I wouldn't mind them going and toning it down. But, if, I mean, if it wasn't really that bad, I mean, okay, yeah, so what? They, they made it a little bit easier for people that aren't, you know, as tuned into being gamers or being, you know, good at video games as others or people that have been in the hobby longer like that. It's really not that big of a deal. Like, I know some people complain about the, the final boss in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Final Mix for the HD collection. Some people just think that it's overbearing, not overbearing, but, like, unnecessarily long and unnecessarily cheap. Wait, ju- what, just in the remix, or was that in the original it was, it was, game? It was too? in the original game, too. Like, it, it was oh. in the original game, too, and there's some people complain, like, you know, it really shows its age that they should have changed it and dumbed it down. But it's like, it doesn't really make a big di- difference. Even if they did, it'd still be the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want them to change it because the whole thing for me is, you know, with Kingdom Hearts specifically, I want the game to be just as it was. You know, uh, the visuals, of course, you know, they can upgrade that because that's the whole point of, you know, calling it a HD collection. But 
But as far as the, the core mechanics, the gameplay story and everything, I want it to be as is so that I can get that experience that I missed out on, you know. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like them to change little tidbits like that. I mean, for me, I feel like it's entirely unnecessary for the most part unless they, I mean, make like a pretty big improvement. Like, I don't want to see them just make the game playable on an HD console and HD TV. I want to see something to warrant me rebuying it. And a lot of the time there hasn't been a reason, I feel like, other than the visuals looking a little bit prettier. Like, you know, JJ, you mentioned the Devil May Cry collection. That's a that's a pretty good example. Like, I I don't feel like that's worth purchasing if you played the games already. And one of the only ones I feel like was a really, really good investment for me was the Ico Shadow of the Colossus collection. That one... They include tons of making of videos. They've got like premium themes and avatars for your PS3. They got the trophy support. I mean, there's probably about an hour or two of uh, footage on the disc of, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, interviews, all that kind of thing. And I mean, maybe uh, not everyone is interested in that kind of stuff, but I am. And so that kind of stuff is what really sells it for me. I don't really care about if they add new content to the game. Because I don't know if I really want them tampering with the experience I remember, but I want to see like a pretty significant upgrade and some stuff to go along with it. One one trend that I'm starting to kind of notice though is uh, this isn't so much for RPGs, but I've seen a um, kind of a trend starting where they will remaster portable games for consoles, and I think that's kind of interesting. Like they're doing that with Assassin's Creed, yeah, definitely, um, and they did it with Peace Walker, um, Peace Walker. Yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting trend that, you know, because portable consoles, they're finally getting to the point where the graphical parity isn't as wide. You know, like if if you showed someone a screenshot of Golden Abyss and Uncharted 1, they probably wouldn't really be able to tell much of a difference. And so I think yeah. it's kind of interesting that, you know, it's kind of reversed now where they're making yeah. ports of handheld games. Yeah, I mean, Peace Walker, I think that was okay because, you know, they did it in a collection with, you know, all the the previous games and stuff. And plus, um, was Peace Walker a PSP game? Yeah, it was originally on PSP. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I mean, I think that's fair enough for them to do it because, you know, PSP, some people don't even have that anymore. So, uh, if you want to get the collection, you know, you get the second game, you get the third game. And, you know, you get Peace Walker with it. So, you know, some people might not have played that before. So I think that's okay. But I do uh, understand, you know, for Assassin's Creed, like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because if people were going to play it, they would have played it already. Plus, that game didn't come out that long ago, did it? No, it it just came out last year. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's a little odd. What do you think, JJ? Uh, what, as far as like Assassin's Creed? Uh, just, you know, them remaking handheld games that were terrible in general, or anything that was terrible. Uh, I don't like, know. I, I mean, I, 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 if it, it's, it is a wasted effort if the game was like universally panned as terrible. I mean, but then again, look at like certain remakes, like the remake of Resident Evil, like the original Resident Evil that was on the GameCube, I believe it was. Like that, then you get instances like that. But as far as like, you know, portables to consoles, usually it's the other way around. Where they'll just like you know not remake but like port it over to the, to the portable console or whatnot. But honestly, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me that much. I will say oh, one okay. thing too. If, I mean, if you already have Assassin's Creed Liberation on your Vita, 
that point, you know, you have to be really in love with that game in order to actually play it on your home console. Or unless yeah, you really I can't want trophies. imagine. Because yeah. <laughs> some people said that, yeah, that game wasn't all that great. I mean, you know, in some respects. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, well, like I said, there's very few, I feel like very few HD remakes or collections where I feel like it warrants you repurchasing it if you already own the game. And um, they don't, like, some of the ones I can think of is um, if they do, like, a pretty big collection, like Jack and Daxter, Wretched and Blink, where they kind of combo together three games, you know, add trophies. That, that kind of stuff makes sense. But whenever it comes to RPGs for the most part, you don't really see a whole lot of larger collections just that the games are so long it takes forever for them to update them which i mean kind of brings me to the topic you know tales of symphonia and final fantasy 10 like those are two collections that i am very excited for and i will gladly rebuy final fantasy 10 again because it's one of my time yeah i want it i never played 10 2 like that though so that's why i'm really kind of getting the collection but i'm getting it on playstation obviously because it comes with both that's, you know, almost no reason to buy them separately on Vita. Yeah. Yeah. What version are you getting, David? Oh, man. That is tough. You should just, I don't know. <laughs> just get the PS3 version. Just don't... You don't really need to buy it again for your Vita. Yeah, but having it on my Vita would be so nice. You I can mean, take it anywhere and play it anywhere. It sounds cool on paper, but then how much are you really, like, even on the small time frame when you're traveling... Like that, you're going to want to sit down and play Final Fantasy X like that, or even be able to. Yeah, that's very true. And especially Final Fantasy X, too, which a lot of people don't like. Yeah, you're probably right. But I still want it on both, but I'm probably not going to get it. And, and I think it's obviously going to look better on your PlayStation 3, on your TV. It's going to sound nicer, too. Yeah. Yeah, I really can't wait for that. All right. Well, I think that uh, just about covers it. I think we had a good episode. Uh, was this 25, right? 25? And it doesn't seem like we've had that many. We're in the quarter episodes. episode. Look at this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Exciting. And me and Gary have been on every single one. Yeah, look at that. All the way dating back to our original episode where we talked about Oblivion. Y'all in the quarter years. Yep. Moving on up. See, now it's getting embarrassing, though, because I don't even know if we have as many listeners as we do the number of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you, never know, you never know. There might be somebody out there who's listening who's like, yo, this is a badass podcast. RPG. Shouts to, um, to Dominican Ninja, because I know he listens to um, every episode, and he hits me up about it sometimes. So, shouts to him. All That's right, pretty cool. cool. That's a cool. devoted fan. You should, yeah, uh, yeah we, we appreciate him. Alright, well, it was a good episode, guys. I had fun. Yeah, it was awesome.